You may think you know what that is. The reaction, the response, it's not uh, Valentine's Day lovemaking. Your house too, huh? Not the case, though. Where on earth did that audio come from? The story coming up, segment one of this episode of Cadillac Check My Second Act. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. We discuss things you're already talking about with family and friends. Conversations include current events, pop culture, headlines in the news, and often endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. Hi, Donna. My name is Donna, and I'm, I can't hear. You can't hear yourself? Uh-uh. We can't have that. You sound beautiful. Well, are you, are you plugged in. in? You're not plugged in. We're going to have to take a technical time out here, everybody. Goodness. I apologize. We're doing some new studio stuff. The studio. Hello. I can hear. Okay, my name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Hi, Donna. Hi. Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, Growing pains. Okay, so two things. Okay. First thing I want to talk about is... A piece of paper, I'll take some notes. ...that dogs can officially do sign language, that we had so many pod peeps that reached out that said that their dogs can not only do sign language, but that they can do all kinds of things, which we know this about dogs, that they're fascinating and amazing creatures and very intuitive. Um, but I had, I'll tell you, I had so many people, four, that reached out that questioned you specifically because they said you had always worked with um, like uh, Raider and canine dogs and had always talked about how smart and intelligent dogs were, and they were shocked that you were questioning whether or not they could do sign language. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. If I were you listening. Okay. Well, for you, for you, Donna's little research project group. Her yeah. Little, uh, her little, uh, yeah. Her yeah. So th- they were, they were shocked. Um, shocked but, at what again? The, 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 I would question whether or not a dog could do sign language. Yeah. That people found that shocking. Shocking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but they can do sign language. That was the fine. That was the final thing that we found out. And I had, um, Linda Leon reached out. Her daughter's dog is a German shepherd. He can do sign language. There are many, 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 I think, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Four people reached out to question, but I had probably 11 people that reached out that said my dog signs that they can do sign language. ASL American sign language. Yes. Okay. And Roscoe is, it's getting better and better every day. However, some sad news. Um, so, we took Roscoe in, or I took him in because, you know, ever since our 17-year-old um, hound dog, Sally, passed away, we, you know, we, Roscoe's been fine um, he, for the most part. But, you know, it's just like anything, and this is where I think the intuitiveness of dogs comes in, when there's changes like in a household, like, you know, Sally's not here anymore and that type of thing. Um, and, you know, kids come and go. Like, you know, Will comes over on Sundays. We always do a family dinner or breakfast or something. And then Olivia's here for Christmas and then she's gone. You know, dogs notice all that, these changes back and forth. So I decided that he needed some socialization besides me and Zippy, the, the orange cat. So I took him to a place um, to have him, because now, you know, they have to try out for boarding. They have to try out for... Well, try out, I mean, like there's a, there's a, a temper. They test. call it a temperament test. Okay. Yeah, temperament test um, to make sure that, you know, they're capable, which makes sense. You don't want just dogs thrown in with your dog for um, doggy daycare. I was going to take him over to this place two days a week so that he could just socialize with some dogs, run around. It's been raining a lot. We're having a lot of work done at the house, and I just don't want him caged up in here. So I dropped him off Friday morning. Now, if you knew what all I had to do to get ready for this drop-off, like the amount of forms that I had to fill out, the shot records that had to be sent back and forth, the questions, the phone call. I mean, it was like 
honestly, it was like an audition to go to like a private school preschool. You know, it's like when your kids, even at, even in um, public school, do that test that, you know, they make them, you take them over to the elementary school when they're little and they do the little test for kindergarten. They just kind of do a little test on them. I'll never forget my friend, Allison, her daughter who ended up graduating with honors from Auburn. So there's hope if you have small ones and you're listening to this. The entire interview when she came to pick her up, she was like, well, how did she do? And they're like, well, she would only bark like a puppy for the entire hour. That's what every parent wants to hear. Yeah. And Allison's like, oh, hell. hour, my God. Oh, hell. But it ended up fine. So it is no determinant for what's going to happen to your child later. However, I had to go to Gainesville because I was going up to see Donna and Gallery, our friends there. I had not pulled into the parking lot. And this place comes up on my phone. And it was literally the same feeling that I had when you used to drop off at like pre-K or elementary school and you get that call from the attendance office that they're throwing up. And, you know, my thing was always, are they bleeding? Are they bleeding out or are they, you know, something really bad happening? Otherwise, knows. Which one? Otherwise, they need to just send them back to school because, you know, Will would just circle the halls, yep. you know, like a, a, like a plane at Hartsfield. And I'd be like, get him back in class. So they called me and I picked up because I thought something was wrong with him. And they said- well, him, you know, him being Roscoe. Him being Roscoe. Dog, yes. And they said, you know, here's the deal. He didn't do anything wrong, which I was, I got to tell you, like, it does, like, it is a reflection on you. So I was kind of glad because I thought, geez, did he take some chihuahua out or something? Because he can be a little territorial, as we know, over food and bones and stuff. And I did tell them that, full disclosure. I also told them something that I'm now thinking I probably shouldn't have told him. And that was, they said, does he like to hunt and play hide and seek? I said, well, he killed a possum last week. And I don't think I should have told him that, actually, in hindsight. Because that makes him sound like a stone cold killer, which he kind of is. Well, but this is his DNA. We talked about DNA last episode. And about if it's in your blood or not. If, if your mama has diabetes, chances are you may get the sugars. If, if, if you're a hunting dog, which Roscoe is, they're, they're hunters by, by definition, a vishala. Right? Yeah. Then, then, then they're, they're, they're going to go get possums. And, and but I think they meant just like, does he like to go find a Kong with some peanut butter? That's probably what they meant. But yeah. in Roscoe's world, anything that he brings to the front door or leaves in the driveway is a gift to us. To him, that's a huge so it's like a gift. A bounty. You, you, you have to praise them for it. Yeah. I mean, if it's a small child or a possum, you have to praise them. Right. Well, regardless of what it is. Yeah. So they said, you know, he's he's fine. He didn't do anything wrong, but we'd like for you to come pick him up because he's very overwhelmed. Oh, so an early dismissal. Early dismissal. He's sitting, you know, he he won't come out of the corner and he's panting very heavily. And he just it seems very scared. He's shaking. And I, I have to tell you, I, I was like, I'm gonna start crying. I was like, okay, I'll come and get him. I'm, I'm just got to finish something up and then I'll be there. Is it okay if I get there? It was going to take me like 45 minutes. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. It's fine. And they were like, he's so sweet and we're so sorry that we can't pass him. We just think he needs some more socialization, you know, and maybe it's because he's been around, which I think it is. He, him and Sally were like Batman and Robin. You know, they were together all the time. If they went and got boarded, they boarded together. They boarded in the same room. If, if they had gone to daycare, they would have gone together. And I know he would have like followed her around like, you know, and it just made me really sad. I have to tell you, I don't know why it just really made me sad because I think sometimes like I've, I mean, I miss Sally terribly, but you just sort of like everything kind of gloss it over and move on. And it just really stopped me. And I thought, oh, no. So I went to pick him up and then I asked them, well, how many dogs are in there? And they were like, well, there was 22 today. And I'm like, 22 dogs? And this is where you get mad because I try to... To, to tell them 
how to do their business, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, did you split it? Do you split them into different rooms? Oh, we put the little dogs in one room. Well, sometimes the little dogs are the mean ass dogs, you know? And then, but all the big dogs are in, and most of them were big dogs today. And I'm thinking, but to go from like a tabby cat to 22 dogs sniffing your junk, that's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot for anybody to handle. So I was just like, well, you know, and then, so I kind of wanted to quit on them before they quit on me. So I was like, you know what? I don't think this is the place for him. And they were like, well, we know, like we, we, we told, we, that's what we were saying. We think he's, but they were trying to make me feel like he's so sweet, but you know, it's just, we just think he's overwhelmed. I go, no, 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 no. Like, even if he wasn't overwhelmed, like this is not the place for him. But Donna, had, had you not gotten the call for early dismissal, he, he would have been entered into the program and you'd be fine with that. And there today. So. Not if I found out there were 22 dogs. They never told okay. me that. All right. So I put him in the car and he was just despondent. I think he felt bad. I think he felt bad for me. I think he felt bad for himself. Like he had failed us. You know, and so I just took him through Starbucks, which was, this is what I would do with my kids. You know, I take them through the, just feed them, get them fat. Right. You know? It solves every problem. Food solves every problem. Every problem in the world. So we went through the Starbucks and I got him a puppuccino and I said, you know what? You are so much better than those dogs. And we're, he, he heard every word and then he we, signed, thank you, didn't he? With his paws. He yes, signed, thank he you. He said, more, more, Love more. Love you, mommy. More yeah, is okay. this thing. And, you know, he's fine. So he's got another little audition at a place where they only have six dogs. And we're going to see how it goes. When's, when's that coming up? That is Tuesday of this week. Fantastic. video speaking of roscoe of uh roscoe dropped us off that possum you referred to donna just a little while ago in the driveway and, a big possum and, and, and i was i was charged with removing said possum yeah and and sometimes i feel better about things when i'm in the moment i'm doing things if i make noises just like i did here oh, this. I just I, sometimes it's easier for me not to think about what's going on. Not th- that, that I'm scooping a dead possum with a tail the size of a. Uh, it was like a, huge. Uh, a hose in the in the yard, and it was furry. Yeah, and and still probably warm. It was well, so, you, so that's fresh. What, that's what started this like this talking. Is you thought it was alive? Yeah. Well, they, they play possum. Hence the name. Oh God! Know? I mean, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, they play dead. They play possum so that whoever's trying to kill it will move on. Oh my gosh! I never that thought about that. Could be a dog, that. or it could be a homeowner coming with you at with, with a with a. What was that you had? Like a you had a rake. I had a rake and a and a sweeping broom. I don't think you had a rake. Actually, you had a broom and a trash bag, and that's what happened when you hear the "Oh God, Oh God" from me. I'm trying to get in my car, but I can't back up until uh-huh. you get the possum out of the way. And you're every time you touch this possum with the broom, you're spinning it like over uh, and yep, over. Yep, yep. It, you can't get it lifted into the bag, so it's just like. I don't know how to explain it. You'd pick it up and it'd drop, and well, then you would spin and it would drop. Or you get a big pair of shears, which we have. I have a lot of tools, including some shears in the garage. The problem with that is, though, when you go in for the, the kill, not the kill, he's already dead, we hope, we think. But when you go in to grab him, him being the possum, you can cut him in half. By oh accident. my God. Okay, stop. Or cut his tail off, or the, the hair that you're trying to get him with, pinch him with, pinch your, 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 your little uh, your shears. It'll just give him a little hair trim. Like it doesn't grab onto him enough to put him in the trash bag. 
it, it just you, you cut his hair off or whatever. Then there's hair flying around like dandelion uh, stuff, dust in the air. So Charlotte says, "Mom, who got the possum?" And I said, what "Did you say, Daddy did?" Dad. She's like, "Really?" Um, and and I said, "You know what? I bet." I bet we have him because she, she was like, what was it like? What was he like? Was he like screaming? And I said, like a little girl. And so she said, I said, I bet we have it on the ring camera. And she's like, oh my God, let's look at it. She watched that thing over and over and over again. I bet. I mean, it was hilarious. Hilarious. I couldn't help you. I mean, I, and that was part of the problem. You want, but I see, I don't trust you. You want me to hold, you want me to come up there and hold the bag, but I'm afraid you'll like put that thing. You'll be like, well, oopsie. I would. I would one time. You know that. I would, yeah. You're right. You're probably your best not to come over. And, okay, and why assist. would you do that? Just because it'd be funny. To who? You? Yeah, yeah. Just have its tail, like just brush your arm or something. You know, that big old scaly tail, like a, I mean, it's a, like a pterodactyl on a possum. You know, just barely just graze your the the the, the back of your hairy arm or something. You know, and okay, you, I so, don't have well, a hairy I don't, I don't arm. Mean it that way, I don't mean it that way. I'm saying like his hair touches your hair. I'm not saying you have a hairy arm. I'm just saying that that that. that Never mind. Where Never mind. did the possum come from? Is my question. Like, is it well, just the possum came from the yard? But is it just like walking through the yard and he just comes Absolutely. upon it? No, I'm sure it wasn't walking when it saw when it saw Roscoe and then realized that he had seen it at night. They're at night all the time. I know when I go out there and walk him, and they're probably just like walking all around. Sure, you can see their beady little eyes. Oh, I was just going in the dark. Oh my god! Oh my when god, you oh my when god. you hit one, not hit one with your truck. I have hit several with my truck through the years, but when you when your headlights hit one, you know, spot on, you know, head on, then there's little beady eyes light up. And that's how you know it's a possum or a wolf or a raccoon or, you know, out here you get a little bit of everything. Coyotes are coyotes, horrible. Coyotes are everywhere right now. They'll take your kids. I heard the coyotes the other night. They sound like little babies. Yes, they do. They do. You have no idea they're coming. And then a pack of them shows up. Have we Actually, ta- just one of them shows up. Have we? Yes, that's what they do. Just one of them shows up and he pretends like he's your best friend in the world. He pretends he's a dog. And then next thing you know, around the corner come the other 16. Yes. Make the pack. Yes. And they work in tandem. Do you not think that's fascinating? I, I do believe that it is. Yes. Because yes. they then the dogs think that they're a dog. Uh, they're, they, they're fetching with them. They're playing fetch in the front And they yard. say the minute the dog turns Go. its back. Gone. Yeah. Gone. They eat them. They carry them off and eat them. Eat them like prey. Okay. That's what they do. Um, have we Leave ever the ta- bones behind. Yes, have we me. ever talked about the other thing that one time Roscoe took down? A caribou. A baby deer. Yeah. He's, he's a fighter. He's not some little pussy like you described a day, doggy daycare, Donna. He's a fighter. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a man. He's an alpha male. You have him cowered in a corner. If a doggy daycare, some chihuahua got him boxed in. Early. I don't have that. Yeah, he's like lost his confidence. Well, he, he's he, lost his swagger. He'll get his mojo back. He'll get his mojo back. Yes. And killing possums is one of those ways that it'll happen. Um, here's the thing about your ring camera. You love it. You love it. I think that you watch that thing like a like a like a like a soap opera. I, you get an alert every time it goes off, don't you? Because no, it's actually, voice I don't. Sound activated. Well, I turned activated. I turned the activations off because it just gets annoying after a while. Really. Well, because like Amazon, I mean, if the wind, you know, like anybody who comes, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I decided that you're likely, it's, it's likely you'll get my ring camera voicemail message before you would a text or anything. So I, I just leave messages. Well, if you turn off the activations, then you don't get my messages now. Because like if I need you for something or to remind you of something, I'll just walk out and look up at the camera. But Donna, don't forget, Charlotte has doctor's appointment for tomorrow and then walk back in the house. Oh, okay. Because you're watching it like a hawk, I know. And and so. No, uh, I'm not. You didn't get my message. Uh, I left you a ring. That's It's like a verb now or noun or adjective verb thing. Uh, that's okay. a ring in the house. It's like, a, did you not get my did you not get my ring? I left you a ring. That means when I go outside and leave you a message looking up at the camera. Like, Donna, the, the landscapers are coming Thursday. All right, have a good day. And then I walk back inside. 
Yeah. That's what I do now. Okay. I leave you a message on Ring. It's a ringer. That's what we'll call it, a ringer. Noted. All right. I will check that. And so it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Let's hear this just one more time. Dirty. Happy Valentine's Day. So, okay. That ended abruptly. I apologize. Yes. So I've been investigating like, okay, you know, I'm so stiff. And so I want to go back to doing like yoga, Pilates. And so I started investigating, you know, yoga and Pilates, these classes are expensive and you got to go. And and then, you know, that's half the battle is like you join somewhere and then you don't get your like shoes on and you really have already tried to convince yourself that you don't want to do it. So I started doing all this investigating on like what, oh, and let me go back to pickleball real quick. Okay, I had finally secured a pickleball partner in Dawn, okay? Don't, 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 my ex-wife Dawn. No, and I don't want you to mention this person's name, okay? But no, it's not your ex-wife Dawn. That would be a mess. See? Yes. So we were scheduled, we had, we were getting ready, we had all of our pickleball stuff in our cart from Pickles or Us, okay? Like the rackets, the the gym socks, the headbands. All the things you got to have to play a good game of pickle. All the gear. And damned if she didn't blow her knee out and now has to have knee surgery. She has to have a whole knee replacement. Before she even got to the, the, the so, field. Exactly. The, 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 so I'm just like, court. this is not working. I mean, this this pickle situation is, and I know everybody plays pickleball. Everybody is great. You've been it, trying for a year. I've been trying for a year and I'm just so frustrated with it. So I'm like, forget it. So I started doing all this investigation on what is the best, like, what is the best overall exercise you can do? Okay. I do not like riding a bike. We've talked about me on the, on the Peloton before when I used to go with Olivia and Will and they would compete and I would just like ride down an open road and just miserable, miserable because you know, it hurts your rear end and all that stuff. So running, I can't do tennis, eh, you know, probably pee on myself if I jump too much. So I'm just kind of like, what can I do? I love to roller skate, but I don't know that you can competitively roller skate on a regular basis. So I found out that rowing works 82% of all of your mm-hmm. muscles, including your core, everything. And it is low impact for those of us. Rowing who, is? Yeah. Because you're not like jumping up and down or running on your knees or whatever. So then I started doing all this investigating because this, you know, the, there's a um, Peloton store beside me and they have rowers. Well, this person who will remain nameless told me that that's not the best rower. And so they said, you got to get this rower and it's called Hydro. Get it? Hydro. Row. Row. Is there rowing pieces coming in these boxes? Yes. Who's putting the rowing machine together? No, it's actually already almost put together. Is it a boat? It's almost put together. Is it a boat? Yes. And so it's going to go in the garage. And this thing is incredible. Incredible. Okay. So I'm going to report back to all of you on my rowing. Okay. A couple questions. Mm -hmm. From the panel. Go ahead. Where where do you go to row? Like you're going to go to... Like Alatuna, you can go to the Chattahoochee River. It's not. It's not a real boat. Oh, I thought it was a boat like you put on the top of your. It's your like store. a. It's like a. Um, it's like a treadmill, but it's a rower. Okay. Okay. But it has a huge screen, right. and there's four thousand. So no. Four thousand rows you can oh. do. Who's putting it together? No kidding. I think it's only like two pieces. I can do it. I mean, I'm very handy. Oh, no, there's more than two pieces. Trust me. I don't know, but it's very. I'm, I'm very handy. 
Well, we're proud of you. That's exciting. So I'm figuring we can all row. Charles very excited. Will can't wait to row. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, but the only one person can be seated at a time, I'm sure. I haven't seen this thing. Yes, but. and it's very important to have the proper technique and posture, and it corrects you. So it tells you, because I've had a lot of people tell me that right. you just have to make sure you're, you know, you're holding your frame and everything. Man, so when do you think we'll have that thing put together? Well, it's got to get here first. For all to use. It's on the way. I just Cannot got the wait. mat. So far, I've gotten the mat. Okay, we got to start somewhere. Yes. Did you not notice how good the garage smells? <clears throat> I did. I, I wondered how, why, what, what caused that to happen. Yeah, so I cleaned the whole garage so that we can put the rower in there, and it's going to be like my row room. Okay. Where will you store all of your pickleball equipment that you don't now need? Well, it's in Where's my cart. Okay. I never, like, bought it. Okay. Trust me. I, I mean, and I'm still open for pickleball. And pe- every time I say this, somebody reaches out to me and says, I'll be your pickleball partner. But damn, if they don't live in, like, McDonough or something. And how's that going to work? A lot of commuting, that's how that would work. Yeah. And I mean, I have canvassed, I've canvassed our entire neighborhood. I've canvassed my friend group. Nobody got time for pickleball. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. Hey, uh, an update about the uh, concert series on the couch. Not just any couch, but uh, from the the Brantley Gilbert uh, Kicking It at Home collection. It's available at uh, Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Pedroke, Gainesville. We have made uh, made great progress since we last visited, last episode of this podcast. Uh, I've spoken with Brantley's manager, and Brantley is very interested, and is uh, they're looking at dates right now as we speak. So we're going to move it up. Originally, I think we said July 30th, the date that he's uh, in in uh, Alpharetta at Marist Bank Amphitheater with Nickelback. Uh, we don't want to wait that long. So he has March and April off before the Nickelback tour begins in May. And then Atlanta, uh, Marist Bank Amphitheater is about halfway through the tour. That's in, in late July. We'll have tickets to give away to that big show. But we're looking at uh, mid-March to mid-April, avoiding, of course, Easter weekend. And and, and, and other- when I'm in Park City. I need those dates. Yes, yeah. one more time, if you don't mind, because we certainly got to have you there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're excited about this. Donna very. from Gallery Furniture is very oh, excited about very this. very excited. Uh, and what, what began is just kind of like a little inside joke, actually. Uh, it's now coming into uh, fruition, and we cannot wait to host Brantley Gilbert and the uh, singing from the... Uh, the Chandelier concert series. Well, the couch sessions. Yeah. Um, so I was up at gallery on um, Friday and I got to see the whole collection. And I got to tell you, it is really, really good looking. And I, and listen, I would tell you if it wasn't, I'd be like, you know what? I don't know that you would. Well, I would. I mean, oh, I'd, I'd rather be, you did. I'd not. be like, it's okay. But you know, it is good looking. And here's the best part about it. Because you know, a man knows how to, like with furniture, like it's not a teeny tiny couch. I mean, it is a big sectional with lots of room. And what I'm talking about is like the couch portions of the sectional are big. It's not like four teeny tiny like little chairs, you know, and then a chair on the end of it. They're huge pieces. I think you can um, switch them around to where you're like you know, the long pieces on the left, the long pieces on the right, however your room is set up. The fabrics are really, really nice. Um, super soft and great colors. I mean, they're not, you've been saying they're girly colors, but they're not I girly, colors. girly colors. They're pastels. They're pastels. But they're not. They're actually like really pretty grays. There's some um, kind of deep, deep beiges. My favorite color, gray. Rage. So, I mean, it's just, they look fantastic. I got a really good look at it. And while I was up there, I have to tell you, I was just walking around the showroom and I know we say this all the time, but there is so much, so, 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 so much really, really nice stuff. And where they're really got some great things right now are like dining room, um, you know, kitchen sets and these huge 
butcher block tables. And, you know, for a while, benches were in and that kind of farmhouse look. And it kind of comes in and goes out. And, you know, now they've got these really pretty just chairs to kind of put around them. And, you know, there's just so many ways to style these um, tables. So if you're looking for anything like that, and and I'm talking about, I was blown away by the prices because I've been looking at so much stuff lately from how expensive things are for your home, from wallpaper to blinds to furniture. And I have to tell you, probably one of your most expensive parts of your house is your furniture. And this is great furniture for just unbelievable prices, really unbelievable prices. High quality stuff at great prices. Furniture for every room in your home. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Danesville. Thank you, Donna, for your support of the podcast. Thank you, Fayetteville Ford, for your support of my second act. Fayetteville Ford, home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty, just north of the Fayetteville Square, Glen Street, Fayetteville. FayettevilleFordGA.com. I'm Cadillac Jack for Fayetteville Ford. Simply different. Also, support for My Second Act from Brightmore Healthcare. And My Second Act is also brought to you by Awesome Alpharetta. Don't forget, you have until March 31st to sign up, register for the Relax and Rejuvenate with a Wellness Getaway Weekend in Alpharetta. The perfect destination to relax, reset, recharge your body, mind, spirit, and soul. You can do all of that right here where we are. 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in Awesome Alpharetta. Every episode of this podcast, we had two songs to the Donna and Caddy Spotify Hypes on Playlist. This is Season 4, F-O-U-R, and Season 4's playlist is titled 4 as in F-O-R-E. And Donna, you're adding this episode to Miley Cyrus. Golly, everybody's talking about this song, and it really is a great song. Um, I got Ms. Flowers, um, and it's just so good. It's so, so, so good. Biggest hit she's had in a while. So good. Such a women's anthem here. I guess, and that men too. Listen, it's not just women. It's anybody. You know, these revenge songs are getting a lot of play. Like, you know, Taylor Swift's Who, the, Who's it about? Her ex-husband? Uh, Liam? Liam. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so good. Um, so a couple of things in the song. And the great thing about um, revenge songs is the person who writes it doesn't have to say anything because the fans go to work for them. You know, the Swifties do it for Taylor and, and Molly's got her set too. And so um, basically it's, it's her new, her new album is called Endless Summer Vacation. And I will tell you, I have always been a huge Miley Cyrus fan. And I've said this so many times. I think she's so underrated. I really do like her. She's a great voice, great voice. And um, I think people always kind of thought she was sort of this, you know, I don't know, like, you know, knockoff because of Hannah Montana and all that stuff. But I mean, just incredible. So a couple of things about the um, song and her little uh, Liam Hensworth, their wedding. You forget that they were married. So her album comes out on March 10th at midnight. And that is her husband, Liam Hemsworth's birthday. Um, and then also they talk, she talks about um, this Woolsey, she talks about this Woolsey fire in this Malibu home. And that is supposedly where he brought over 15 women to have relations with. At the same time? In their house. I bet he had a ring camera. I bet she had a ring camera. While they were married. 
Yeah. So she's like one time again or or separate times, separate times. Um, and then she said, you know, he filed for divorce suddenly because he, he, he didn't want to be outed. He wanted to make it look like she was the problem. You're a little more control if you go first. Yeah. A little, well, not even that. It was just, he, she, he, he wanted to, he had always made it like two with her. Like, you know, she didn't want to have to change for him. He always wanted her to change. He wanted her to be more quiet. He wanted her to be more demure. He wanted her to be, and she's like, you know what? I am who I am, and that's who you married. So she wanted to be true to herself. And then also um, at their wedding, the song that they he played for her was um, Bruno Mars. I can buy you flowers. And so that's why the oh, song. I yeah. see. So that's why it's called I Can Buy My Own Flowers. Exactly. I like that. I like that. So they were, believe it or not, they were on and off for 10 years. They were married 2018, divorced two years later. And um, she says they, you know, they were together since they were 16 years old. Um, I, I had no idea. I had no idea about that. Yeah. So that's that. And okay. it is her number one song. And I think she, you know, there's a couple of, um, I'm sorry, there's one other thing. A oh, Easter eggs. In the, um, in the, in the video, this is a good one. The, the suit that she's wearing was the suit that Liam wore at the Avengers premiere. And, um, he, that if you've, if you've seen the video, they're standing on the red carpet and she says something and he turns and whispers in her ear, you need to, um, you need to behave. You need to act right. And you can see him saying that to her. Like, okay, dadums. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's not how this works. And it wasn't like she was drinking or anything. You know what I mean? Like, you might say that to a spouse if they're, you know, or being rude Fall, to Falling somebody. down on the red carpet. Yeah, but I mean, that. she's just standing there. Like, it just, you know, it's kind of like- Was she on the edibles, you think? Was she out of control on the edibles? I don't know. Something? But I mean, like, you know, whatever. So, yeah, the line is, I can buy myself flowers. I can write my name in the sand. You know, you don't need someone to write your name in the right. sand on the beach. You can talk to yourself for hours, see things you don't understand. I can take myself dancing. And I can hold my own hand. And guess what? Yeah, I can love me better than you can. Kiss my ass, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well done. Well done. I got a song from 1970. Oh, boy. A song that Ray Stevens was first offered and turned down. Then they went to uh, Chris Christopherson. And then uh, Chris said, you know what? I'll pass. Bob Dylan said, ah, I don't think that's going to be my kind of song. Finally, B.J. Thomas raised his hand from the back of the room. All right, in 1970, B.J. Thomas said, I'll take it. I'll record it. He did just that. It became a huge hit from the 1970 film Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. This is my addition to the Spotify hype song playlist. That's not it. There it is. Raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. So I just did me some talking to the song. song. written by And Bert I said Aguilar. I didn't like the way he got he passed last done. week. One of the most prolific Sleeping songwriters in the history of music. Those raindrops are falling on my head. They keep falling. Now, I know you've been wondering, the trumpet solos in the song are performed by Chuck Finley. Uh, Carol Kay played the electric bass on this song. And B.J. Thomas, it took seven takes for him to to get it right because old Bert was in the studio after the first six and then just saying, nope, absolutely not. It's not going to work. You know, I've always, he's a phenomenal songwriter, but I always heard that he kind of, he he kind of ruled with a heavy hand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But listen, the hits of this man. You have no idea. We're going to share just a few of them for you right now. The 
lot of songs with Dion. Author from 1986, Dionne Warwick and Friends. Friends are full. Every time I hear the author's theme song, best that you can do, I think of my dad. And here's why. Every other weekend, we, my dad would have us. Back then, you know, there weren't a lot of kids' movies like there are now. You know, I mean, it's hard to find you know, a rom-com these days because of all the... Back when I was a kid, 1980, when I was seven years old, eight years old, there weren't movies like that. They came out once in a while. And dad would, would want to kill time on our weekends with him by taking us to the movies. And we would always go see the most inappropriate movies because that's, uh, that's all there were. And I remember seeing an author uh, with a Dudley Moore when I was probably seven, eight years old. And I'll just, it was, I don't know, anytime I see a, you know, reference to that movie or hear that song, I've always uh, thought I'm an old man. How old was he? Do we know? He died. He died peacefully at home, I believe. I think so. Um, but uh, got all kinds of awards for the years, and you know, back then it's kind of like Bernie Taupin, who was Elton's main songwriter. Who, who was his partner? Um, Bernie wrote with somebody, but back then you you had a you had a partner. Like you were either a a, a lyricist or you were a musical. You came up with the music, you came up with the lyrics. Right. Rarely did you ever come up with both. Like these days, now you're a songwriter and you, you kind of do both. But back then it was split. You were either- it's like David Foster. Right, you were yeah. one or the other. You either wrote the lyrics or you wrote the actual- Diane Warren. Composition, you know? Yeah. Um, and I forgot who uh, Bert, uh, his last name was Hill, I believe. Um, but you, you wrote as a, as a, as a, a, a couple, so to speak, back then. Do you know, it's interesting. You hear those songs and- they were such, such big hits and like mainstream hits. Imagine those songs being released today with what we were just listening to in the car with Charlotte. Yeah. Coming back for breakfast. Yeah. Like it's, you know, yeah, yeah. It was something, something hip hop, something. Yeah. Music. And I mean, and listen, no commentary there. Everything has its place and time and cycle, but it just seems like sometimes like you listen to those songs and they seem so simple and like, like, how could that have even been, like, you know, you think about one of the biggest songs, and I can remember it because I would go to the playground, like from Cat Stevens, like Cats in the Cradle. I mean, obviously heavy, heavy lyrics, but I mean, imagine something like that being released nowadays on like mainstream radio. It wouldn't be. Well, add those two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. A simple search, Donna, F-O-R-E, right? Is, uh, That's right, the way four. You do it. Check that out, F-O-R-E, four, for season four of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. So at the Grammy Awards week before last, ratings uh, were, were decent. Actually improved uh, best since, I think, about three or four years. Um, Lizzo revealed on the Elvis Duran morning show, Elvis Duran morning show in New York, uh, Z100, that she and Adele just got ripped. Drinking during the Grammys. Uh, Lizzo takes flasks everywhere that she goes with her. I had no clue. Here is uh, just a piece of the visit. From uh, the morning after the Grammys with Lizzo and Elvis Duran, the Elvis Duran Show Z100 in New York. We will, we will never feel what it feels like to have a night like you had at the Grammys and then you get the Grammy. Uh, is there any way to put it into words? Like what you were thinking, what you were feeling? It's genuinely like you don't know. 
like I, you know, I've been on the outside watching the Grammys. I was, and now I'm in the industry and I'm nominated for Grammys and now winning them. You don't know. It's like anything can happen. And I legitimately was so drunk. Like me and Adele were drinking so much that we didn't even really know what the categories were at this point. Like we were like, wait, did they do, did they do best new artists? We didn't even know. And then when, you know, when it was time and they would call our names, we would just be like, smile, smile. <laughs> so like when they called my name, I was actually in total shock because I didn't expect to win at all, let alone in a big one. That's a that's a big award to win record of the year. Hello. Yeah. So hello. Even though I knew I always knew I had the record of the year. <laughs> <laughs> how does the seating work at the grammys is it like a wedding where you show up and you're like oh my god adele's at my table these people are sitting by me or do you get to have a little bit of say in where you go i had zero say in where i was sitting but adele had 100% say in where she was sitting. So therefore, Adele FaceTimed me like when I was in Grammy rehearsal a few days before and she was like, oh my God, oh my God, we're sitting next to each other. Oh, so, and then literally it was the same day that the seating charts um, were on the internet. Like it mm -hmm. came out like hours later. But yeah, she was like, I wanted this next to you. I was like, well, great, because I wanted to sit next to you. What were you drinking, if I may ask? What were you guys drinking? What was your cocktail of choice? Mine was tequila. I had tequila in a flask. And I also had a flask of um, uh, white wine. White wine, right? It's not wasn't rosé because it was Adele's. What is it called? White wine? Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. And I brought it for I brought it for Adele, um, and then I drank hers. So <laughs> someone I was know, thirsty. I mean, do you have a flask concierge that walks so behind awesome. you with your flask? I mean, you, I, where would you keep a flask? I know, where do you hide that in a grand? I have outfit? so many flasks. I have like three flasks at the table, <laughs> and I have a I have a flask co collection to go with whatever I'm wearing or where I'm going. That's. Yeah. Lizzo with Elvis Duran, Z100 New York, post-Grammys. Uh, she had actually just landed in London. A lot of the artists on it traveled from uh, from L.A. every year this happens. It's the timing lines up this way that the Brits, which is the British version of the Grammys, are the next weekend. Uh, they were this past Saturday. Um, and uh, Harry Styles was nominated for four. I think he was the most nominated artist at the Brit Awards this year. And he won uh, for um, Harry's House again. Oh, I love it. Just like he did at the Grammys. Good job. So uh, Good great, job, great Harry. visit with, uh, with uh, Lizzo and, and Elvis is just a phenomenal air person. Okay. Did you not think it was interesting that he said, is it like a, um, a flask valet that like we're talking about ski concierge. valet. Yeah. yeah. Flask concierge, ski concierge. It's been making me think we should like put up a poll and everybody should write in. Like if you could have a concierge for something in your life, what would it be? What would it be? I'd like right. to have a little trash concierge. Although I've heard there is a service in yeah. Buckhead where you pay and these little kids come. It's like $10, dollars a week, and they pull your trash cans down and then pull them back up. Okay, but yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, I would be as well. Okay, what do you want? What kind of concierge? That, I want that. 
Okay, what else? Uh, I'd have to think about that, but uh, I can think. I, next episode, I'll have several things. Yeah. The, I have a whole list of things. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Let's bring a list yeah. of what we think we would like to have concierges for. I'm in. I'm okay. In. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini. Yes. Next episode. Next episode. Going to talk about Kelsey Ballerini and her dating life. I may have missed it just by a tick. Turns out the lucky fella is, uh, is not Kenny Chesney. No, he's, he's too old. He's, okay, Donna, thank you. Thank you. Sometimes she got I, her I, a young Chase Stokes. Chase, all right. Oh, who is oh, he? What oh. is he from? Where were they first seen together? And who else was in the suite? A whole. Have you seen this list of people? Yeah. The reason I put this in the run of shows, I, I don't know any of these people, but I'm sure they're very big celebrities, but I have no clue who they are. Yes. We're going to run down the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the names of the folks that were with Kelsey Ballerini and this particular uh, young man. Uh, at the Georgia TCU game of all places in uh, in LA, this next episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act primary uh, classification for us by Apple Podcasts is music. There are forty three thousand podcasts every week active in that category, and thanks to you, we score real estate in the top one hundred every week with episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Live music, big part of uh, our lives, big part of your life, and uh, man, live music and awesome Alpharetta. At Amir's Bank Amphitheater, we talked earlier this episode about apparently Gilbert and Nickelback coming. Uh, the entire season for 2023, the concert schedule has been released, and we're happy to share it with you right now. So excited. During the podcast, Hank Williams Jr. Yes. Is up first in 2023, Saturday night, May 20th at 7 o'clock. Man. Yes. That's, uh, that's going to be rowdy. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Star Wars and more. The music of John Williams with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, ASO. Those are really cool. That I've same taken, weekend. That same weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. They're going to have to clean that out quick. But I have taken the girls to one of those at the um, at the actual Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. This is so cool because there's room to spread out. It's outdoors. If you have kids who play in the band um, or have any interest in music, do not think that the symphony is too stuffy to take them to. This is a great, great thing to expose your kids to because it's just so cool. And not only, obviously, they know the music from Star Wars, but your kids come away from watching the symphony just mesmerized. They always do. Uh, Foreigner, the yes. historic farewell tour, July 6th. Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, the Sharp Dress Simple Man Tour, July 23rd. Here we go. Uh, Brett Michaels is headlining a tour. Uh, I saw Brett uh, on tour last year. Okay, but tell him the name of the tour. Uh, it's the Party Gras Tour. Yeah. P-A-R-T-I, Party Gras Tour, 2023, August 5th at Amerish Bank Amphitheater in Awesome Alpharetta. Uh, when I saw Brett last, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of times when I'm at a, at a show, and I'm back. Maybe I'm hosting or being the I'm the MC or whatever. And I'm, I'm backstage. I, I I love to watch. I love to observe what's going on. And I will tell you that Brett Michaels, when when he was in Fayetteville, and I was emceeing the show uh, last year, he was the most approachable person. He was so kind. He was he, he he anyone that stopped for a picture, anybody that stopped for an autograph, he took the time, spent he time with him. So sweet. He called. He remembered people's names. He called them. And by he's got name. that little smile. He's just always. Oh yeah, sure, man. I mean, I he's was just so just thankful. Super impressed with yeah. him. I thought that maybe he was going to come in with a rock and roll. Uh, you know, holier than thou, big attitude, and he—it was anything but that. It was the exact opposite. No, and he comes in with that little teeny tiny rump. I told y'all I've got some pictures with him on his bus. You know, we've loaded well, him before. He now drives. He did. I don't know that he do it for the big tour at Mirrors Bank Amphitheater because this is a national tour. But when he was with us in Fayetteville last year, he, he drove his own, own little like a Winnebago in. I love that. Now he and parked it backstage. He has his own concierge too. Yes, it's a wee concierge. Yeah, it's correct. Yes, he does indeed. Uh, that is correct. Arctic monkeys. Oh my is that, god, is that I love an them. Exhibit from Zoo Atlanta. No, up I've on seen the 11th, I've or? seen the Arctic monkeys. I saw them with Olivia okay. at um, 
another at a smaller place at the Battery, and that they are great. That's Alex Turner. He's the singer for Arctic Monkeys, and it's it's unbelievable. That is September 11th at Amir's Bank Amphitheater in Osmo Alpharetta and Eric Church. Friday, September 22nd, the I mean, Outsiders Revival Tour. What more do you need to know? Uh, right here's there. what's going on with that. Uh, you know, Eric has never done a summer tour outdoors. He's never done a shed tour. Marist Bank Amphitheater in, in, the, in the concert touring business is what's classified as a shed, meaning it's an outdoor amphitheater. Eric's never done outdoor amphitheaters in a summer tour. This is the first time he's ever done this before. Uh, Eric also rarely takes support acts with him, opening acts on the road. But this summer, he said, you know what? I'm going to showcase some of these great new artists that are up-and-comers, and I'm going to give them my stage this summer. So... Uh, a lot of great talent going to be warming up for Eric Church, the Outsiders Revival Tour, Friday, September 22nd. Awesome Alpharetta is where you're going to find a Bank Amphitheater. And uh, great if, if a show that we just spoke about, and there, there there are others, but if any of the shows we just spoke about, pick your interest. You can buy tickets, uh, find out when they go on sale at uh, Bank Amphitheater in Awesome Alpharetta. Come play a while. Stay a while with us and find your awesome and awesome Alpharetta. Spend the weekend. Uh, the weekend I had somebody reach out about the Eric Church weekend. Said, hey, we're coming down from uh, Dahlonega. Uh, where should we stay? And uh, they have 30 partner hotels that you can find them all at awesomealpharetta.com. And depending on your price point, and how many people you're traveling with. And if you want uh, if you're part of a loyalty program, you get your, you keep your points. Also, Alpharetta doesn't want your points. It's just a, uh, like a clearinghouse to get you, get you to their, uh, to the, the partner hotels here in town. We'd love to see you the weekend that you choose to come and enjoy some live music in awesome Alpharetta. Thank you to T-Mobile for your support of the podcast. Free yourself from internet BS, reliable internet for 50 bucks a month. And that's uh, that's all we got for this episode, Don. I love it. That's it. Audio well, that's for, plenty. Uh-huh. Audio for this episode from BJ Thomas and Spectre Records. Hmm. Sphincter or Spectre? Something, something, something like that. Okay. Smiley Miley and Columbia Records for Miley Cyrus, uh, Elvis Duran, and iHeartMedia, Primary Wave Music Publishing for Burke Bacharach. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 